Welcome to the Eye of Terror. I'm your host, George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Took a little different turn and played armies we hadn't played in a while. That'll be in our upcoming battle report. It'll be the Imperial Guard against... The Adeptus Mechanicus. That's right. That's right. Gunline versus gunline. <laughs> High tech versus old tech. Which is which? Is which in that? In that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, Aren't they both old tech? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess that Adeptus Mechanic is only uses old tech. Old, old tech versus older <laughs> tech. Right, right. World War One tech versus new found old tech. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay. Hobby progress. There isn't none. Yeah, I, um, I actually went to, went to China for three weeks. The business so, trip. On a business trip. And um, did not get to do any any hobbying along the way. But I did look for Warhammer while I was in, in Shanghai. And what did you find? I, I So I went to a, like a big bookstore. It's like a Borders bookstore. Sure. I think if Borders had a whole floor uh, meant for political education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like hmm. borders, but with a whole floor dedicated to like proper thought. Oh, okay. This is the correct way to think. Yeah, president. Uh, think. The president's thoughts on uh, proper socialism. The president's thoughts on. I, I, literally, I literally saw a book called, uh, you know, Karl Marx was right. That was the title of the book. How can okay. all right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's it's part of daily life there, supposedly. Anyway, you know, there's an, know. actually an app that you get points for, like answering questions, like reading ideology and political thought, and then answering questions correctly. And you're encouraged to like compare your 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 score with your fellow citizens, your friends, and so there's these competitions about who can score highest on the political correctness test. There's this weird, it's a, it's a government bipolar app. disorder with this country where it just seems like it's like, yeah, cool. Communism is great and awesome. Meanwhile, here's this new private company who's about to oh, privatize. I've never this. seen a more capitalist country. It's, it's, it's <laughs> so, it's so weird know, that they just like, just kept the rhetoric. I don't want to get too much into politics here, but it, it's, yeah. uh, it's very much a study in contrast. Shanghai, I mean, besides the, yeah, it's, it's socialist and also very capitalist. Um, also is one of the most traditional cities I've ever been to contrasting with one of the most high tech Ridley Scott looking cities ever like that skyline on the Bund. Yeah. When you see all the pictures of with yeah, the yeah. with the with the Pearl Tower and stuff, all of the buildings have giant LED screens, high res LED screens that rent for like one hundred forty five thousand dollars a minute um, to broadcast um, you know commercial messages. That's like the financial district. It's like it's like yeah, it's, it's like Manhattan. There's like a small area called Pudong where all the financial district is, and that's where all of these super high tech financial towers are you know selling their literally selling the sides of the building for commercial purposes literally blade runner it's literally blade runner they they they, they could be projecting a geisha right there you know where you, where coca-cola you? ads yeah right. yeah but the, you know but it was great but also at uh, like 11 o'clock yeah well actually at 10 o'clock all the screens go off oh, okay because because you know people got people got to sleep right and there are all these hotels in the area sure and these super bright screens are just gonna wake everyone or keep everyone up so at 10 o'clock all the screens go dark and you and I was in a high-rise hotel yeah that looked exactly like the eye of Sauron but that's a different story 
and I and I had this amazing view of all of the uh, all of the towers. And at ten o'clock, you just see blink, blink, blink. They all, they all, all the screens turn off. It's really cool. <laughs> it's it, yeah, city, that's good. That's good. Just, that's good regulation. Yeah. Actually, I think that's actually that's like I'm a proof of that. Traffic is insane, but people are experts. Like you know, yeah. like they drive like like maniacs, but also probably the most skillful driving I've ever seen. Highly skilled and aggressive driving. Uh, yes, highly skilled and aggressive driving. Uh, everyone rides scooters. There's tons of scooters, electric scooters. Yeah. Including on the sidewalks. Yeah. Um, no lights. <laughs> They're coming at you like at 20 miles an hour with no lights behind you silently. It's hard to believe that there aren't accidents. It's well, really I saw one accident when I was there for three weeks. One accident. Everyone is like manages to avoid an accident at the last second. Like everyone has like this spider sense. Weird. And it's crazy because you immediately get used to driving like that. Because we had a driver taking us around. I couldn't drive like that. Yeah. Um, and that whole sense of like, oh my God, you're about to crash into somebody. Like you get over that like in a day <laughs> and then pretty soon you're just like, yeah, yeah, go, go, get, go, 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 get, get in, in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. It's, it, it's, uh, it's crazy driving. Mm. But at the same time, people don't cross the street when there's a red light. Mm. They're not yeah. like New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they actually like, yeah. Well, you couldn't in that kind of yeah. like environment where it was, everyone's going. But anyway, back, back to, back to Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a, uh, a Chinese podcast, but in, on this, in this uh, bookstore. Yes. A separate floor had a whole Warhammer section. Mm. Literally had every single like new release, new models, like the Shadow mm. Spear box set was there. Wow. Um, all with, you know, Chinese packaging, all the latest rules, all the latest like uh, models, all with the latest prices. <laughs> <laughs> it was like no discount. This is like, sure. it's the same thing. It still it's- costs 60 bucks for a bunch of Space Marines or whatever, whatever, whatever it costs in the U.S., it was the RMB equivalent. The GW approved. <sighs> yeah, GW has an iron grip on pricing. I thought, okay, I'm in China. Maybe, maybe since some of the stuff is manufactured here, maybe it's I'll a little cheaper. I yeah. pick up a few models. Mm-mm-mm. Nah, same price. Mm-mm-mm. But it was it was encouraging to see there was so much Warhammer there. They did have a separate Warhammer store. I did see signs for that in the metro, but I didn't have a chance to go visit it. Instead, I took a bunch of photos of the Chinese packaging at the bookstore so i'll post photos of that in our on our facebook page huh yeah so that was interesting interesting that that's still allowed what well i mean considering like the political satire of 40k it seems kind of um i you know yeah but it's set in a fantasy setting in a science fiction setting so i think the i think that's okay Again, I I didn't get it. I know I don't read Chinese, so I don't I don't know if if, the, if they're censored if or they're, not. Yeah, if there is a censored version, I can't. You know, it's so grim, dark, and so it, I I can't imagine that. It seems like yeah, it's kind of baked into the entire, into seemingly every faction. These sort of little like jabs at certain ideologies. So right. Yeah. I yeah exactly. I think that uh, 40k is a you know equal opportunity. You know, grim darker. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Anyway, so that, but that was cool. It's cool to see it in Shanghai, no, big, yeah. big Warhammer community there. We don't have a ton of listeners in, in China, but I think internet, internet is kind of a problem. I connected with the VPN. Yeah. You can't access Facebook, Google, or Instagram. Sure. People do, but you know, yeah, it's officially not allowed. Yeah. Right. So anyway, great time. I gained eight pounds. <laughs> I had the, the most delicious sure. meals I've ever had in my life. Just amazing. Yeah. Went to da- went to Shanghai Disneyland, the Tron ride was awesome, the best the best 
amusement park ride I've ever been on. Yeah, isn't it like kind of a... You literally ride a life cycle. It's like Space Mountain. It's like, like, but you're in a cycle. But you're in a life cycle. Like strapped down in that kind of like... Yeah, in that riding position. Like exactly like the light cycle. Except that at the beginning of the ride, like you're, it's it's like a maglev uh, roller coaster in the sense that you start from zero and then you go to a hundred in like one second. Yeah. So that first like, you know, burst is awesome. And then you just go through a bunch of twists and turns and all in the dark and... You see other, you know, writers next to you and you're sure. supposed to beat them. There's a whole thing. And the Daft Punk music is playing full blast. That's cool. It's awesome. It, That's good. They, they, they nailed it on, on, the, on the look and feel of that ride. It's awesome. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was also awesome. Like literally jaw-droppingly awesome. The Shanghai version of Pirates, so much better than the L.A.-based version. The yeah. L.A.-based version is great because it's, you know, the original one. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and you get Yoho, Yoho. You barely get that in the Shanghai version, the Yoho song. Yeah. But what you do get is like jaw-dropping, stunning visuals that are inspired by the movies. I, I don't like the movies that much. Yeah, they're not great. The first one was kind of fun, but I mean... Yeah, I, I don't even remember any of them after they're the not. They're, 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 they're popcorn. They're popcorn yeah, films. It's, exactly. It's, it's not like they're disposable, uh, largely. Um they get into some pretty weird territory with the later films though. I know. Like there's like this weird limbo place know, where you like have to go like flip your ship upside down. I remember to go. It, it's like a Terrence Malick film all of a sudden. It's not even like, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's, it, yeah. It's just, it's, it's gets super well, like, weird and surreal. They, they are inspired by the visuals of the movies and they yeah. create this entire ship battle at the very end of the ride. Yeah. That is awesome. Just amazing. And then, and then that's done with a lot of like screens, right? It's, it's projected. Yeah, it's all done. So, projected yeah. so yeah. I, I, in my Instagram story, I, I shared that story. It doesn't do it justice. You, when you're actually sure. in, on the ride and you're surrounded by 360 screens in super high resolution, great stereo, and you can feel the spray of the water as, you know, cannonball hits. It's awesome. I like literally, you can hear me just going, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, I didn't expect much and I was blown away. So that was uh-huh. cool. Anyway, back to this totally not China podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the reason why I didn't do any any uh, hobby progress. That's why. To save room for China. <laughs> to save room for China. Right, exactly. Um, but I want to go back because this is awesome. I, I definitely want to go back. It's a, it's a warm, friendly people. Very cool. Very much enjoyed it. Um, had a great time. Okay. All the geek things we've done um, besides go to China is we saw, we saw Shazam. Yeah, we did. Did didn't we? Yeah, we did do that. Um, six out of ten for me. It's like a five. You're five. Yeah. I, Look, yeah. if you like if you like the ads, you'll like the movie. It's as simple as that. I, just, I, I I have a problem with Zach Levi being Shazam. My my Shazam is a more Fred McMurray, you know, stoic, you know, you know, mightiest I mean, mortal on earth. I mean, he's he's kind of he's kind of a goofball in the comics though, a little bit. He's still like, you, see it, they you know what I didn't like? You know what? I'll tell you what I didn't like. The fact that Zach Levi's adult Shazam was way goofier yeah. than Billy Batson as a 15-year-old. That is, like, yeah, Billy that is, Batson as a 15-year-old was totally serious. Like He wasn't, he wasn't like, he had his like humorous moments, but he acted like a 15-year-old. Zach, Zachary Levi acted like a 10-year-old. Exactly. He acted like, yeah. he, like he overacted like a kid. Yeah. Right. I like he was that. doing things that, that the 15-year-old would never do. No. Exactly. No. So to me, like, okay, it's that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And um, I don't know. To me, it just 
they played it as a, you know, family friendly film. And there was a couple of good moments in it that, that they had a couple of surprises at the end, but honestly, it just was just formulated by the number origin story with the whole yeah. annoying, I'm a, I'm a kid in a superhero body. It seems like with the sheer, like the sheer variance of like weird stories and in, in comic books, uh, with comic book pro and like with comic book properties, you think they would tell more of them as opposed to the recycling the same origin story structure over and over and over again, but just trying to write funnier jokes. But that just that just seems to be the policy these and days. Um, it wasn't even the jokes were funnier; they they just try to make it more relevant. Like at one point, Shazam is doing a Fortnite dance. Yeah, right. Like yeah. That's the level of humor we're talking about. And there were some. There were like some funny bits, but overall, it just felt. Like I got no, I got nothing from it. I got nothing I from know, the movie. I, I got nothing from it. I don't know. I felt like I needed to see it on the big screen because uh, I read good reviews of it, and it's got ninety one on Rotten Tomatoes. So which that, is still that like, gave me that gave me hope. I, I I can't have hope in Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Honestly, no, it's no. getting like well, really, I, I, have, really I have not. to I have to I have to see what kind of film it is. I have to like look at the trailer and then be like, okay, is this. Am I at all like is is this just is this just gonna be another piece of mass entertainment critics are giving a pass for because they laughed they chuckled a little bit? Um, wow, <laughs> critics are sure cynical these days. <laughs> They're that's not what even it seems trying. Like. That's what it. That's what it feels like. Right, that's, because the audience score and the critic score in this case actually matched up. They're both yeah. like were at ninety one, and I can't imagine a critic worth his salt actually thinking this was a good movie. It it just it just seems like they've I don't know I don't know what it is. Either may, maybe they just for the sheer volume of movies they see, most of which do formulas like media like mediocre to bad. Maybe seeing a formula that's decent gives them some sort of like thrill. I don't think this was a decent I, formula. We saw this. It in, was it was done. I mean, it, it, we knew was, where this was going. It was all fine, and that was and that was and that was the problem for me. It was all super. Conventionally, safe, conventional, exactly. by the numbers, mediocre. You, you do you do some one-liners. You, you go in, you get out with a ton of money, it, it, and ultimately that leaves me with like nothing. That leaves me with nothing after I leave the theater. I, I'm not thinking about anything after that. I'm, I'm thinking I don't want to see another Shazam movie. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. I don't know. I hope yeah. I hope the Joker the Joker movie does well. I oh, hope Joker! That, that, Joker trailer looks awesome. I it, think that's going to do better. It looks cool. It looks great. But I'm I always hope. I'm always suspicious of trailers, uh, especially with this because it it seems like an easy it seems like it's easy to screw this one up. Character study is not an easy I I think uh, easy film to do. But you have a great actor. Uh, you do have a great actor. And a great character. You have a great actor and a great character. I have no idea how the writer yeah. and the director. Do we know who the, who the director is? The director, the, the director is the part that troubles me, honestly. The director is the part that makes me go, what? They're doing... Okay, um, because he... Let me just get this. Yeah, he did the Hangover movies. Oh. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. There's nothing wrong with that because he actually... No, there's something... For I mean, comedy. It's, it actually was a good comedy. There, there's nothing wrong with that, and they're not bad movies. But it's an odd choice. True. Um, I mean, let's see. The one of the actors, Scott Silver, or one of the writers, other writers, Scott Silver, did the Fighter, uh, which I heard was good. Um, that was the Mark Wahlberg movie. That was the Mark Wahlberg about, Christian uh, Bale movie about the boxer. I think. Yeah. Uh, and he did eight mile. Oh well, no. Well, then I, I, 
I mean, I, I enjoyed both those movies. I mean, those are both. Yeah, I and, hear those and are both, both. Those movies were total character studies. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't. Both of them are about characters in the midst of transformation, and that's perfect for the Joker. It just seems like it could be easily mishandled. Yeah, I, I have high hopes. The, I love the trailer. I think I think it's going to be great. I certainly. I really want it to be great. I really want it to okay. be great well, because if it, because if it is great, then I. And it, hopefully it might set off a trend of more adventurous and more interesting comic book films. That will take more chances. That would take more chances. I agree. I agree. Okay. Also saw Captain Marvel. I was in China. Oh, you did? Yeah. And that was kind of... Seven and a half. Uh, was, a fine origin story with entertaining <laughs> entertaining yeah. moments. Um, a good, like, um, you know, I think for little girls, great story. Sure. You know, I think... Uh, in terms of superhero role models, there's Wonder Woman, and then there's nobody else until Captain Marvel came along, and um, yeah, and for that that reason alone made it I think a little special, and the visuals were entertaining, and uh, some of the fight sequences were pretty cool. I do like the costume, especially when she puts on the whole helmet thing. That looks cool. It's a lot of great, you know, like combat sequences in space. I never that got the fire cool. mohawk. I don't get it, but it looks cool. Okay, I don't get it, but it looks cool. And it sets her up as being one of the more powerful characters in the Marvel universe. Sure. Like yeah, her, yeah, yeah. like, like Thor, just a strong, tough guy with a big ax nowadays. Right. And he can probably survive a lot and kill a lot. I don't know what, I don't know where Thor is in regards to power. Like these kind of fluctuates. Like he Rag- does. He does. Like, at, like Ragnarok, he was kind of kicking ass until he stopped kicking ass for no reason. And then at like, the end he kicks ass again. He just, he just sometimes, he sometimes he has like the lightning eyes. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes I don't know. Depends how angry he is. I guess. Is it the Hulk situation or is it like a is focus? There Led Zeppelin music playing? Yeah. Is there Led Zeppelin? <laughs> is there Led Zeppelin? If so, then he's more powerful. Then he's cool. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just give him a ah, set of a little headphones. inconsistent. I know. I know. Yeah. A little, but Captain Marvel looks like she's going to be one of the more powerful ones. And clearly the last Avengers movie, you know, set her up to be part yeah, of, part of the, the part of the savior, part of the answer. Yeah. Spoiler. All right. All right. I'm going to beep that out. Yeah. Bleep, bleep, bleep that out. In case somebody's like, oh man, I can't wait for the new Avengers. I'm going to watch the the other Avengers before that one does. In case one of our, in case one of our listeners. But first I'll listen to this podcast. In case one of our (laughs) listeners is a cave dweller. Yes. Um, Oh my God. Now you call them cave dwellers. Great. Sorry, listeners. All right. We'll be replacing Alex soon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so that was our, that was, that was the geek, uh, activity of the week. Um, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. We did see another movie. You're talking about Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, right? No, that's not. Okay. Well, let's not talk about that one. No, I was referring to the other more, more geek related film. The Fifth Element. Oh yeah. Right. The Fifth Element. I don't even want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about Fifth Element? No. You know what? Because I enjoyed it at the time it came out, but on seeing it again, I saw all its horrible flaws. <laughs> it has not aged well. No, it hasn't. It's, Gary Sinise is still, I mean, not Gary Sinise. <laughs> yeah, not Gary Sinise. Um, Gary uh, Oldman is still fantastic in it. Oh, yeah, he's still great. But that's about the only bright spot in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it, happened there. It's um, weird. It's the whole French weird thing is weird it's it's, a, it's over the top in all the wrong wrong play. ways the ways i don't like it's, it's right yeah and it, and it takes and it takes like literally oh like an hour and 20 minutes before we start like before bruce willis starts kicking ass yeah which is why you hired him in the first place he's he's the everyman action hero use utilize your action hero right like like there was like 
there were just so many scenes of people talking with bad dialogue. Um, it's the worst actors. And some of the worst <laughs> acting. The guy who plays the president of the of the earth or whatever. What a bizarre <laughs> casting choice. I know, it's just weird. And um, then and then his general is like one of the replicants from the original Blade Runner. Yes, yes he is. I didn't even, yes he is. He, I didn't even think about that. He right. was one of the, he was one of the, he, I think he was the one in like the first, the first interrogation scene, right? Yeah, Leon. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, plays yeah. Leon the Replicant and now he's like the general in charge of Earth's But he's like, bon, like an idiot or something. Yeah, he's like, he's he's like, like a, a dummy. He's like a dummy. They're all dummies. Everybody in the most everyone's an idiot. Most everyone is an no idiot. No one makes like rational choices. Not even yeah. Bruce Willis who just kind of goes along. Yeah, well, the he, entire time until he, he has to shoot things. Yeah, he's just the audience insert character being kind of like dragged along this weird adventure. Right. So, yeah, Fifth Element is, is not aged well. But Gary Oldman's great. Gary Oldman's great. I don't know how he keeps ending up in like weird, bad movies. You didn't like him in True, in true you, No, he was great in True Romance. You didn't like True Romance that much. I didn't like True I didn't. I didn't care for True Romance. Did you, like, did you like Gary Oldman? I like Gary Oldman. I like Christopher Walken in that too. Yeah, well, that... Walking walk Dennis Hopper, that scene was that, 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 yeah, amazing. Then, yes, that was great. Yeah. Okay. All right. right let's get back to Warhammer. Back to Warhammer. All right. Sorry. Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about other geek related things here on the Some, show. Sometimes we just go on tangents. You know? I know. So anyway, all for your entertainment. Okay. Um, uh, new models did get released. A whole bunch of new chaos yes. stuff got released, starting with the Lord Discordant. Yeah, oh. yeah, the Lord Discordant. Well, I think we we talked about him a little bit. I, I know, but he's just he's such a good good model. I, yes, I kind of need to get him. Um, and there's been a few others that have come out. Yes, there's there's a commander or or a um is it a, is he a captain? Um, the one from uh, from uh, Black from uh, Black Fortress. The, the, the Black Fortress characters. There's three from what I can tell. Oh, so they got released as independent. I think they got the. Yeah, I think they're getting independent. Yeah, you have the uh, master of executions. Oh, that guy's awesome. Who's holding the heads in right. one hand and the giant axe in the other? I'll be interested to see how he plays. Although I'm always a little skeptical of uh, melee based characters. Me- me- yeah, a, melee based characters in a shooting dominated game. Yeah, just, well, just because it's a, if it's a singular figure, it kind of compounds the problem. Correct. Uh, so if the army doesn't support yeah. melee, and he got one melee guy. And I, don't, I don't see Terminator armor <laughs> or a jump die. pack on him. So nope. So yeah. So he's not going to be deep striking. Like, he's going to have to foot slog it. You're, he's going to have to go in a transport or something. But yeah. um, one of those strong rhinos. Yeah, one of those very, very <laughs> strong rhinos. Um, right. So we there's the Dark Apostle, which we've already seen, but still looks great. Yep. Uh, I really like what they've done. They've kind of integrated more of Imperial influences uh he's kind of got like i feel like the fire the candle the candle at uh back backpack is uh very imperium influenced um so and his like little apostle cadre running around with him uh also feels very inquisitorial so i'm really happy with that model um and then there's i I guess he's a named character in Blackstone Fortress. Um, but he can also sub in as, I guess, a generic chaos ward uh, who's holding a big power a power hammer and a plasma pistol. He, to me, he looks like, an, like, like a, a space wolf that's become a chaos lord. He's got the, well, he's got the, yeah, the, the fur. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't know what that is, a scarf? Collar? Collar. It, it doesn't go like it doesn't go like fully across 
is is just neck. Body. Is it's, it a neck beard? It's not. It's not. It's not coming from his neck though. It's like it, it's 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 like right. kind of like it's kind of like a a cape that didn't finish. But it's like an it's an, it's an arm. Clearly, it's like a it's like a skinned arm. Right. That's what make to me. That's he's like a fallen space wolf, which Probably. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, come on. I mean, there there. I think there have been a few. He has a top knot, kind of like uh, Abaddon mm-hmm. for some reason. Well, it doesn't hurt to look like the boss. No, it does. <laughs> Dress for the job you want. <laughs> Next hey. thing you know, he's got a jury rig, like, <laughs> talent, trailer, talent of Horace. Hey, Obsidious. <laughs> I like the new look. <laughs> Keep it up. You're going yeah. places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Abaddon would be, Abaddon very much would be that sort of boss. <laughs> right, the one that notices that you're trying to look like him. That you're trying to look like him and improves. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, there is a new Abaddon model. Yes. Uh, did we talk about that? No, we have we, not talked about the new Abaddon. We really didn't talk about the new Abaddon model. Yeah. How long has it been? Um, well, it's only been like two, three, like three weeks, three weeks since our last show. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. Okay. New, yeah. New Abaddon model. Um, great. I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. I, I, I haven't seen rules for it. I don't, I don't, I don't think they've been announced yet. Yeah. All right. Do, um, the, do all look, we just got a new gene sealer army that we're still in the midst of painting, putting together. Like, does this tempt you to get these models? Cause I know you're a big chaos player. I'm not that big a chaos player. I have one chaos army. You have several. Well, I mean the dark apostle model is great. Um, and you use a dark apostle. I do use a dark apostle. You like uh, commanding cultists. I, I, I do like alpha legion cultist setup. Yeah. Although that might that the power of that might be reduced in the face of Gene Stewart cults, I don't. I I guess I'd have to wait on the Master of Executions because he looks cool, but yeah. I'm skeptical about what his character does. Well, maybe he's got an aura. Well, th- th- yeah, I think that that's the majority of the, uh, the characters. characters. Yeah. See, but, see, I think Abaddon is going to be like the evil counterpart to uh, Girly Man. So I think yeah. he's going to be able to give that many kind of buffs to Black Legion, you know, Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. And probably be pretty close in stats to Roboot. Robote. Roboot? Robote. Robote. Yeah, Robote. Robot Girly Man. Robot Girly Man. Yeah, I, I get the feeling he'll probably do the same, that same sort of thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't run Black Legion that often, but um, I don't. I think you've done it once or twice ever. Yeah, I don't know. They're like well, they, they're like the Ultramarines. They're the Ultramarines I, of yeah, chaos. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. They're so, like the, they're like the anti Boy Scouts. They're the anti Boy Scouts. They're the uh, generic. Ooh. They're generic bad guys. Generic bad guys. They wear black armor. Right. They don't have much distinguishing personality types or characteristics. Apart from we're evil. Apart from we're we evil. fell first. We <laughs> fell. For, we, our guy's dead. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> Our guy's dead. <laughs> that makes us mad. <laughs> this makes it really evil. <laughs> yeah, Iron Hands raised their hands. Uh, um, Blood Angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, a lot of them can. Uh, there's a lot of dead guys out there. There's a lot of dead primates. Um <laughs> Yeah, but um yeah, sure. Horace dead. Um anyway. Uh, cool model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on cool model. 
Yeah. Cool mod. I love your big sword. Um, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I think that's all there is to say about. Do, the do, did Jack we talk Mons. about the obliterators? No, we love the obliterators. The, the, the I mean, obliterators. We got to say that because uh, yeah. we hated the old obliterators. No, and they look awful. Um, they, they're terrible. They look real bad. I I tried to. I think I tried to make some for my iron. Um, um, what do you call it? Did you iron warriors? Yeah. Um, I don't know how because I did not want to use the ones that were already out there because they just look so janky. Yeah. But these guys look great. Yes, no, they actually look like their description, uh, which is they're scrapped with the whole load of guns emerging over. emerging from their mutated yes, bodies. It, it's like it looks like it's it looks like in the model it's literally bursting out of their armor. Gross, but in an awesome way. Gross, but also kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, I do like the new obliterators. I think they're cool. Yeah, yeah, I think they're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get on to the topic of uh, of the show. Today's topic is dumb mistakes. Hmm. Um, we're gonna go over some of the biggest and dumbest mistakes we've made playing playing Warhammer. Um, and <laughs> you're gonna think less of us after this, but, yeah, but you yeah, know what? Uh, you get to benefit from our experience, right? You know, we probably mentioned it in uh, battle reports before, so you know. I'm sure, and this is an accumulation of all those stupid all mistakes those. along the way. This is sort of the hall of fame of, of all right. bad choices. All right, we we I I I have a list. I have a list of, uh, of mistakes I've made. Um, I'll I'll start off. If okay. That's okay. 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 Uh, mistake number one would have been. I forgot that vehicles can go backwards. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. All right. So this is brand. This is like maybe my third or fourth ever game of Warhammer, mm-hmm. and I'm playing a guy named Jeremy. Who also, I was playing Blood Angels, and he also said Blood Angels, and uh, I had just gotten a new Land Raider model that is all painted up and whatever, and I had jammed it full of Terminators, with mm-hmm. you know, Thunder Hammers and Storm Shields and the whole thing. They were going to go out there and kick butt. He surrounds my land raider with a bunch of dudes and you know it i was kind of left in a situation where if i wanted to move forward advance i had a tank blitzum whatever i forgot the old rule yeah that was tank that, tank, yeah. shock. tank shock tank shock tank shock where you or you, you try to run over somebody yeah and you and you move them out of the way I, exactly you move them out of the way if you know, if they can't move they die but you literally move them out of the way yeah because i you know i had plenty of room in the back yes right Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking in a, I wasn't even thinking in a two dimensional, let, let alone three dimensional <laughs> way. I was thinking this guy has to move forward, right? He's a land raider. Yeah, no yeah. one gets in his way. So no, I decided just... to tank shock his, his space Marines who, his blood angels who happened to have a melt a gun on them. And I think mm-hmm. under the old tank shock rules, like you had one last glorious shot, you know, if someone tried to tank shock you. So it was a specific tank shock rule or was yeah. it just. Yeah. If you tank shock and, you know, the unit could take like one shot at, okay. at the tank. And it, I think it was like an overwatch rule. Like you basically you roll a six. Yeah. Of course he rolls a six. And then under the old penetrating hit rules, yeah, he rolls another six. Yeah. <laughs> another rolls a six and he and blows, it, it blows, up my, up. blows up my land raider. And, uh, you know, like I think it injured like my Terminators. They all like stumbling out and looking embarrassed. Falling out of the a land few of them raider. probably died because I think a lot of those were like... I don't you, remember. You, I just, you just I just your, remember being humiliated and like losing like I don't know. It was like two hundred points for the stupid yeah. land raider, and you know probably lost some terminators along that, and all because 
I later on when I thought about the game, I'm like, why didn't I just back up and turn the land raider around and then disembark the the terminator? I was so focused on the fact that the land raider was mostly surrounded and all of the exit points were like covered. Yeah. But all I needed to do was to literally back up. So I guess the point of the story, the dumb mistake was not thinking, not seeing the greater picture here, you know, which I think is a theme for a lot of dumb mistakes. But, tunnel vision. But in this case, it was total tunnel, tunnel vision. Like this is a land raider. It's got to get across the way because I, I wanted it to, you know, head toward a particular objective. And that's all, all I was focused on. I could have gotten out of this jam by just going backwards and I didn't. And it blew up because I made a dumb mistake. So that's that's my classic dumb mistake number one. All right, why don't, All right. You, why don't you share a dumb mistake? All right, let's do a dumb mistake. This one's a kind of a recurring one. Okay. Uh, I think <laughs> okay. this was think th- I think this was kind of bred into me by uh, playing Demonkin, Corn Demonkin, back in the day, of a year or two ago. <laughs> you know, back in the day. This is just focusing on murder as opposed to objectives. Um, I totally make this mistake too. Yeah, this is a. But you more than me. Yes, this was well. This was very indicative of how I played Demon Ken, which was in character. <laughs> right, it, blood for the blood god. Always the idea was always charge, charge forward, charge as fast as you can, get as many fast units as possible, and then just run up the line. What's the objective? I don't remember. I don't care. <laughs> There's an army over right. there. I gotta kill it. It was uh, always it was always Pickett's charge. Like you always was, charge my lines, and I just shot you to pieces, and maybe a couple got through. Um, and maybe it attacked a couple of guys, but, but, but when it worked, it was glorious. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I was always chasing that high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the satisfaction <laughs> one feels when right. they're, when their melee army just starts slaughtering the gun line, just laying waste to everyone. Oh. Oh, I get it. Exquisite. I get it. I, I play Blood Angels, so, you know, the idea of all these, you know, jump pack powered Marines landing in, in your lines and then laying waste to the, you know, the tower, yep. whoever, guardsmen, is awesome. Uh, but yeah, you were obsessed with just killing. Oh, yeah. You just wanted to, that, that was your strategy, was just to kill the other side. Kill. Just, yeah, table wipe, that was going in. Every every game table wipe table wipe table yeah. wipe going in. Let's do it. So lo- losing sight of the mission is really the the dumb mistake. Yes, losing sight of the mission in favor of bloodlust. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that was a pretty consistent and dumb mistake. Yeah, that sometimes still seeps into my strategy occasionally. Okay, another really dumb mistake on my end: forgetting about units you put in your list. Yeah, yeah. So you and I played a game, and um, you won. And uh, I'm like, wow, that was kind of one-sided. And I, I realized at the end of the game, when I looked at all my pile of dead plastic, yeah, that there was a dreadnought I totally forgot to field. Now, which, which kind of, was it, was it, how big was the dreadnought? What are we talking here? I think this was a standard. This was not, not like a Leviathan or anything. This was like a standard, like 135 point type of dreadnought. Okay. I thought it was something a bit, big. I thought it was like a... Some sort of forge world thing, or maybe it was a centurion, or could have been a contemptor. A contemptor, sorry, contemptor. Might have been a contemptor, but probably was just like a you know classic dreadnought. Yeah, yeah. Right. But but anyway, you still. It's I mean, getting an entire. The whole point is that I try to build an army with synergy, right? Yeah. Like like there was a reason why the dreadnought was in my list. Yeah, there was a reason there, and I completely forgot about it. I just left it. 
Yeah, that's not. Uh, that's so not forgetting good. units is something I've done on a few occasions. Yeah, that's not great. Here's here's a kind of related one. Oh, not related more to, to my past one. Dropping all of your reserves in. All, all at once. once. All at once, yeah. Doing doing them all at once. Uh, I mentioned this back in the Gene Stealer episode, but this is something I've kind of consistently done, which is the sort of glorious, the glorious rain from the heavens, in which I just, without thinking of, like, strategy or, like, the opponent's reserves or anything, just have them go right in there. Is it tactical? I don't know. It just kind of looks cool. Right. <laughs> just, it's time. It's it's time. It, it's it's the second. It's I, it's, the first. It, is it the turn? Is it? The, can I do it now? Can I press the button? Is it the yes? first moment cool. I can possibly call in all my reserves? Let me call them all in at once, what, without regard to any tactics. What what what's counter deployment? I don't know. Press I, the I, remember, I remember we played a game where um, I had held back in reserve until the third turn. I waited until yeah, the third yeah, turn yeah, yeah, yeah. to bring in uh, a unit like my commander unit and with some reserves um, to take an objective to do nothing but. Take an objective. Like they appeared, you took an objective, yeah, and they won me the game. Yep. And you you went like, oh wow. I should I should. Why didn't I think of that? Like it's a simple thing, but but like you, I've also made that mistake. I, I along those lines, I've um for some reason when I first started playing Warhammer, I thought that I could only bring in at the time this was like seventh edition rules. Mm-hmm. Like you had a roll to see whether your reserves could come in, remember? Back in the dark ages. Yeah, so I was playing against an unnamed an opponent that we both know, and that and he knew the rules, but I made the mistake of of thinking that you had a roll of four or better. It was a three or better. Yeah, and he knew it, but he didn't say anything. Uh. And so I'm like, oh, I rolled a three. I guess they can't come in. And he's like, yep, I guess so. Or he just nodded or something. Ooh. Like he like he's he's like, well, if this guy doesn't know the rules. I'm not gonna tell him. Kind of a thing. But it was on me. You know, I made sure, a mistake. Sure, yeah. It's not up to your opponent no, to tell no. you. It, it was, you it, know, it, if you don't know the rules, this is a competitive game. Sure, it was. It was, right? it was on you at the moment. Yeah, right. So as a result, my uh, reserves didn't come in until the fourth turn, and by that time, it was too late. Yikes! Yeah, zonks. Yeah, that's not great. All right, I think this is one I make pretty frequently, but I think this is more due to lack of, I guess, preparation is what you'd call it. Forgetting rules. I think this is one everyone makes, um, but this is one that, that always nags me. Like, I'll just, like, I'll go into an army, I'll have made the list, and then I'll have, like, forgotten, like, the army-wide rule. Like, I'll, like... Oh, yes. Play, like, a Mechanicus game and, like, oh, yeah, Canicles, <laughs> those exist. <laughs> you remember them, in the, like, in the last, in the last, last round. Something like, something dumb <laughs> yeah. like that. I've made right. plenty of dumb mistakes where I just for, completely forget a, a rule, like a vital rule. I've, I've done exactly that with uh, Blood Angels. They've got the Red Thirst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which gives them some benefit in the fight phase, you know, when they charge or something. Um, I think you get a plus one to wound or, some, or something. And um, I remember putting the whole list around the fact that they had that. Yeah. Right? I had, I had Death Company coming in with extra attacks. I had the Sanguinor to give them extra attacks. I had, you know, a, a Chaplain to, you know, reroll hits and all this stuff. And this one vital rule, like I remember, yeah. and it was specifically playing against Necrons. Uh, and it was against Wraiths, who have a three-up save. Yeah. And I just, for whatever, in our Toughness 5, so I I totally could have benefited from the plus one to wound on the charge. 
which is the entire reason I created that particular, you know, list. Yeah. And I completely forgot about it. So I've, I've been exactly there. Totally forgetting about the rule that defines your army. Your army. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's easy to do this for those sort of rules. Well, look, let's not. Okay. Warhammer is, is a fairly complex game. No, Eighth yeah, edition, yeah. a lot easier than the prior edition. Yes. Right. But still a lot of rules. And when you and I play a whole bunch of different armies yeah. all the time, we don't have like just one army that we're constantly, you know, you know, finessing and optimizing. Yeah. We like variety. We like to play, you know. Enjoy juggling around armies. Uh, exactly. Which is not to excuse, you know, no, it's a not. dumb mistake like forgetting the army wide rule. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's it's a reason why we might have. I think, it, I think it commonly happens with rules that are like add one to a stat line. Yeah. Or here's your six up, feel no pain, for right. example. Right. Um, I think with like the, the smaller the smaller but beneficial add-ons are usually the ones forgotten, but occasionally it'll be something like horrendous. Right. I right. I I forget to well another dumb mistake is that um, I insist on using new models I've painted in my army. Yeah, I don't, the, I don't know if that's a mistake uh, so much. That, as, the, 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 but you know, you know, like every time, every time you, you every time you do do that, you go, I'm I just like the model. Uh, I, I want to see how it plays. Yeah, plays. Yeah, it has nothing to do with my strategy. And then it, like, the theme. <laughs> it, they usually die in like turn two. Well, yeah, new model syndrome. One. All new models die soon. Yeah, yeah. but 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 because there's no because it's the first time I'm using it. I don't know exactly how it's going to play on the field. Right. I usually have jammed it in with a list that's already you yeah. know strategically established. Like I already know how to use this list, and then suddenly I throw in. Some crazy, like, like some strange tumor. <laughs> let me bolt this on. Right. Let me bolt on right this off. extra part. Yeah. Right. And the machine will run better if I add this extra part to it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. And then the machine breaks down because yeah. you added an extra part. And yeah. That's happened on more than one occasion. Something else. I think something I, a, a trap I fall into is making a list because it kind of sounds cool. Okay. Well, we're like, okay. For example, like running thousand suns with like a ton of rubric guys and like Magnus, uh, and then just creating like a one like a one big punch list, and then after the big punch, where Magnus is like zoomed up to the to the gun line <laughs> to the and, kill, gun and line. probably kills and probably kills something. It just okay. Now what do we do now? Right. Oh. You're so obsessed with that big alpha strike, yeah. That you're like, it's 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 gonna win me the game. It's gonna get me. It's, it's so gonna, devastating. It's so it's gonna win me the game, and you don't even think like what happens after. What happens after? Yeah. Alpha strike doesn't go quite as alpha as I thought it would. The alpha, the alpha strike, the secret to the good alpha strike is it needs to be multi pronged. Yes, it cannot just be the one big guy. Correct, killing the one other big thing. Correct on the field. Right. Yeah, but that's a that's a trap I'll often fall into where I just yeah no you force literally the I think I think you had that realization when we played a thousand suns versus Tau yeah and Magnus came in and killed the storm surge in turn turn one yeah you kill a storm surge and a broadside in turn one yeah and you had you had first turn and I was like oh great now what do I do it was like yep. five hundred points gone for my you know yeah army. Um, and then the Tau did what the Tau do, and they just shot. They killed Magnus with just weight of fire. Yeah. And they killed the Demon Prince Yes, on top of it. And then the Tau kind of like 
just did easy pickings after that. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tao just tend to you have to you have to kill you have to devastate as much as possible with Tao. It yeah. can't just be one unit. You gotta um, send them running. Yeah, send them screaming <laughs> into little fish voices. <laughs> right. I don't even. I don't even know what does what does a Tao sound like. <laughs> they don't have like those like they don't have those bulbous like they don't have those bulbous features though. They're very thin. Gaunt, That's true. Gaunt people. That's true. Or like, uh, hmm. yeah, they all kind of look like, like a little bit like Doug Jones. Yes, they all look they a little do. bit like they, Doug Jones. They look like, and I love Doug Jones. He's like, a friend. Like, He's, like noseless Doug Jones. Well, <laughs> yeah, Doug has got a fine nose. But yes, but if someone the towel look literally right, noseless, but he, he can look a little severe. You know, yeah, yeah, they were kind of not dressed up in costume, high cheekbones. Yes, these kind of like narrow features. Yes. Not not like elven though. No, they look they look a bit a little a little. They look more well built than elves, but not quite as. They also look like Hugo as, Weaving. Yeah, like Hugo Weaving without a nose. Yes, like Hugo Weaving without a nose. I think we're just skirting <laughs> yes. around Voldemort at this point. Uh, <laughs> right, like, they look like Ray Fiennes without a nose. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 You just paint Voldemort blue and you have Tau. You have you have Tau. You have an ethereal. On. Yeah. They pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's our class. That's our casting for uh, Tau ethereal. Tau ethereal is <laughs> Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> blue Voldemort. Uh, that's funny. Oh boy. Yeah. Right. Okay. So well, there, there you go. Some any other mistakes that you? Not off the top of my head. No, I think we we hit a lot of the main ones. If you guys have got any classic. Dumb mistakes that you've made in Warhammer. Please send, Let, them. send them over our way. <laughs> we'll, we'll read them. <laughs> we would love to hear the stories. Yeah, we'd yeah, love to hear would, the stories. That would be actually really interesting. Yeah, yeah, we make. Here's the thing: we'll continue to make dumb mistakes. This is a game with a lot of rules, yep. and in the course of having fun or getting excited about you know playing the game, we will forget a few things here and there, um, or not think think a little irrationally. We used to get angry when we, when we played. Remember that? Remember those days? I think that was mainly me, though. <laughs> no, I no, I. Remember. Oh yeah, you did. You did get angry. I, yeah. I used to get you, angry. You used rules. to get angry. You know, I I think we get into arguments. Yeah, we would get into arguments, and then we would look up the rules, and of course, the rules were badly written, and then we would look up for what the internet was doing, and then we would, you know, sometimes dice it off. But for the most part, we would just sit there and argue for like twenty minutes. Yeah, I think the biggest issue was, uh, I mean, I was was way worse at communication. At that point, yeah, you were younger. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. When you're younger, you're worse at communication, right? Uh, and I think generally arguments kind of arise out of a lack of communication or a misunderstanding or right. taking a, taking something like 40k way too like seriously, way too seriously, to right. where you're like yelling at each other over it's a game, a rules, right. it's situation, fun, exactly. It's like it's whatever. This is so inconsequent. Just we, no, we just this one last game we ran into some uh, rules yeah. interpretation or a distance interpretation, like. Yeah. How much is needed to make the charge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had different interpretations. We're like, oh, let's roll for it. Let's roll for it. Yeah, let's just figure out. Yeah, your interpretation versus mine. Whoever gets the higher dice roll. Like figuring yeah. out, like figuring out a right. nice house roll that resolves, just like right. impartially resolve the situation is also a good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like we have a like our house rule on cock dice is that if the dice is cocked in any way, yep, 
then it's a re-roll. re-roll. Automatic re-roll. Automatic re-roll. Right. You, a dice can land on top of another dice. If it's not cocked, then that dice that's on top, yeah, of the, that's, the, that's a good dice. That's that, legal. That, that, that's an actual value. But if the dice is slightly Tilted, askew. If it's on some terrain, if it's yeah. whatever. Then it's mm-hmm. a re-roll. And <laughs> you re-rolled some sixes and you're like, ugh. Yeah, we're just like, oh, okay. I know, but that's, but, but there's the rules. I know, but it, it, that has actually solved so many dice issues for us. Yeah, because before we would have like discussions on whether how cocked it was. Exactly. Like, Does that really count? Is it's really you know? Mm-hmm. Is it, yeah. Don't want to do that. And so and so whenever we play, it's now and it's, that that rule I think has really sort of saved a lot of arguments and a lot of time. Oh yeah, a lot of times because it's already it, such a time-consuming game, and so like why true. spend some of a lot of it arguing, arguing over yeah the angle of a dice? It, who cares? You're having right. fun just to have right. fun, right? Exactly. All right. Okay. All right. Speaking of fun, uh, we had a fun game, so we're about to get into our battle report. Um, let's take a little break, and when we come back, it'll be the Imperial Guard versus the Adeptus Mechanicus. When we return. Guard, take on the heretical Adeptus Mechanicus. Heretical? Oh, yeah. They were looking a little dark Mechanicus to us. Are, are you, are you going to trust? Okay, okay. Who are you going to trust? Mars? The the logical, the logical ones? You know, the ones with access to science and technology? Or the, rab, the rabble soldiers with the destroyed planet? What are we talking here? Uh, no, no. The commissars say we are right. Okay. Yeah, all the commissars. So anyway, we are here to uh, to set your your heresy, set it, set it straight. So so why don't I talk about my list and then we'll get into yours. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's my astromilitarium list. Yep. Uh, first off, they were Cadians because they like the whole, they get their re-roll one so they don't move thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a company commander who had the Kurov's Aquila relic, which allows him to recapture a stratagem point. I mean, if you roll a five or greater. That's a, that's a nifty little thing. It's a nifty little thing. It only worked a couple times, but it was nifty. Yeah. Um, Knight Commander Pass, because I, I love I love that two-up ballistic skill. Yeah. Knight Commander Pass in a, a Punisher for maximum DACA, mm-hmm. along with um, C Plasma Sponsons, and then a Heavy Bolter up in front. Um, and then he had a hunter killer missile, which he never used. Mm. Yeah, funny. Oh, funny how all my well, tanks they, forgot 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 that they had hunter killer missiles. All of them forgot. Well, um, we, we'll go into this later. But yeah. Be fair. Never mind. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I had Tempestor Prime, and he had the command rod uh, and a power fist, and he was of course leading a military Tempestus command yeah. squad, all of whom had plasma plasma guns. Yep. Um, I had five infantry squads, each with a heavy weapons team. I had uh, three mortars and two last cannons in those heavy weapons teams. I had one hellhound, uh, one basilisk, 
a couple of Lehman Russ battle tanks, one a classic battle tank and another one with a it was a plasma executioner. And yeah. finally, I had a wyvern. I figured you were going to bring a bunch of Vanguard and I could wipe mm. them out with Vanguard uh, with a with wyvern mortar fire. And uh, that was my list. It was uh, 75 power level as agreed. Indeed. What is your list? All right. So I brought uh, a battalion attachment with the uh, Mars rules because yeah, you gotta get you gotta get the call. You gotta get call. He just synergizes just so well. Um, so I had call. Uh, he was a warlord. Uh, tech priest dominus with the eradication ray, the macro stubber, uh, Diado. Decadius of Arkan Land, which is basically uh, just gives him the ability to have a, a heal wound to turn. Um, I had two squads of Cataphron Destroyers uh, with heavy grav cannons and the uh, Phosphor Blasters. Um, I had one squad of Skatari Rangers, two of which with the Transceranic Arcubuses uh, and an Omni Specs, which I also forgot. Um, I had one squad of Sicarian infiltrators with the flechette blasters and taser goads, uh, one Einstein Balistari with the uh, co twin Cognus Lads cannon, uh, two Castellan robots, uh, each with the three heavy phosphor blasters, uh, and the Onager Dune Crawler with the neutron laser, Cognus heavy stubber, and a broad spectrum data tether. Okay. All right. So comparing your army, which is very elite, to yes. my army, it seemed like I had, like, yeah, that's I had like a million man march on my side. Yeah, I, I, yeah. When I was setting up my army, I was looking over and like, you have is that seventy? Had three tanks. Is that seventy five points? Yeah, I know. Yep, yep. I had you get a lot for the Imperial Guard. So I was like two power level below, and I'm seeing all these like. <laughs> wait, what was your what was your points value? I, I, oh, good. Uh, let me find out. Hold on. Let me look. Good question. My points was 1,372 points. What was yours? Okay, that's not... Okay. Mine was 1,169 points. Not that big a... Yeah, not still that not that big, big a difference. difference. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Get more value with the guard. Well, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> when you're buying... I buy my armies at Walmart. The Walmart planet. The Walmart planet? <laughs> yeah. Save um, big. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> By Militarum. Great values. Um, okay, so we played the, we decided we rolled off and we uh, ended up playing uh, missions using the open war cards. Open we war hadn't played cards. them in a while. It's always wackiness when we play the open war cards. We should really do it more often. It's I know, a, we always it, have fun. It's, yeah, the open war cards are great. Open war cards. Okay, so, and with the open war cards, if you don't have them, it's, um, you get a card for, for different types of deployment. So you, yes. you end up with a random deployment card. Yep. And you get a card for different types of objectives. Yes, different a different sort of goal for the game. That's a, a bit different from the usual grab objectives based right. uh, fair. You you there's a there's a small deck that has twists, different twists, different rules yes. that affect the battle. Yes, it augment. Yeah, fight. yeah, and then finally there's a ruse, which means that the army that with the lower power level gets to use the ruse, which is like an little extra benefit that they get for just you know entering the the yeah. field of battle with a little less points. So um, the deployment we got was pretty much meet in the middle with a triangle yeah. to the corners. Yeah, it was sort of uh, yeah, because it's like a little triangle. triangle to the corners, kind of. But it wasn't like quite to the corners; it was like a little off to the side. Yeah, a little off to the side. Yeah, 
but it was it was a yeah kind of a it, triangle it, for it, deployment. Yeah, it allowed you to set up your guy your uh, men closer to the enemy's line. Right. Uh, the mission we played was uh, one we had never seen before. Yes, this was a, this was. So weird. you set up three objective markers on your side in your deployment zone. Yep. And the goal is for you have to go to your opponent's deployment and capture and destroy each of those objective markers. The game continues and is only won by one army destroying all three object, all three of their opponent's objective markers. Like they're not worth points. They're, yeah, there's yeah. no there's like, no limit on turns. There's no limit. Like, yeah. I, I, I was because I was we were like looking mid game like is there any like when does this game, when does this game end? end when does this game end and we're yeah. and when we we're looking at the cards and like what there's no all the other objectives had like limits on yes. turns but yes. this one this one doesn't no limits You're just until one until someone wins or dies of exhaustion or dies yes right so you could either table your opponent or destroy all their objectives and it was no limit on turns so it just made for a very interesting game they made for a slugfest. Yeah, it's made for a slugfest. Exactly. Especially, especially with the deployment we got, which is basically armies could be staring at each other like literally yeah. one inch apart. So we were, yeah, we were off to the races pretty quick with that one. Yeah. Um, the twist, the twist, the twist was weird. Um, the twist basically clarified that you, for like one model uh, per turn, could heal D3 wounds yeah. for that model. Boy, that that certainly makes things last a little longer. Yeah, that is called restoratives, and basically, exactly as you said, one model heals D three wounds. So if you didn't eliminate your opponent's yep. <laughs> model multi multi wound model, likely it was going to get restored in the next turn. Yeah, for most armies, that's a nice little like benefit, but like a good portion of my army. Already had healing powers. Yeah, well, it had he tons of like like repair powers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Both both uh, the tech priest Dominus and uh, Belisarius call healed themselves kind of automatically. So it got kind of absurd with that since I, since that army was sort of organized. I know a, you had more healing than you had wounds on any given turn. Oftentimes, yes, that yeah. was the case. So so that was that was the twist. And then uh, what was the ruse that you got and ended up not uh, using? It, it was super worth it. it the whole thing was um, you you count as being in cover if you don't move. Oh, okay. Which is... You're on the move. You're, I, you're my, constantly Most on of my move. army was in sort of a mob formation centered around the... Right. Centered around the freaking bubbles. And the, the only... Bubbles. Yeah, the only, the only units you didn't have moving were already in cover. Yep. Yeah, so whatever. Okay, so I got to pick the, uh, the deployment side and... Um, we de we deployed and you finished first. I failed to seize, so you ended up going first. So what happened in your first turn? My first turn, I believe I I just walked up and destroyed one of your Lehman Russes uh, with a volley of he heavy grav cannons, Castellan robot, heavy phosphor fire, neutron lasers, las cannons, the whole shebang yep yeah uh, uh, the battle tank went first you yes. targeted that with everything which is good strategy and let me tell you each of those destroyers does five grav cannon shots which is insane yes they do they each do five grav cannon shots uh four plus uh, four plus uh, ballistic skill but with automatic rerolls by call uh you're and, getting and, most of them anyway and two damage each right 
No, no, no. It's um, it's normally it's one damage, but okay. if the armor save of the opponent is three plus or more, oh. uh, then it turns into <laughs> D three. Oh, yeah. No wonder that thing went up quickly. Yes, it went up. <laughs> yeah, those, those things are the, the destroyers are glass cans. They only have like four plus saves. They're not super glass. They're actually pretty tough they're, themselves. They're like toughness five. Right. Uh, they got three wounds each. So, right. they're, so they're not. They're not. Yeah. They're, and they were troops' choice. Right. No, that's, I, a, that's I, a troops I know, choice. I know. They're an, they're one of the best troop choices in the in the, in the game. They're, yes, they're fantastic. Three yeah. wounds each. Yeah, three wounds each. That's yeah. a little expensive, but five shots, five grab cannon shots are amazing, especially yeah. against armor. So yeah, I my mistake number one was that I I had put some units kind of far forward. I should have kept my tanks toward the back, especially a battle tank that has like a seventy two inch or sixty inch range. Yeah, what was I thinking? You will. I, you know what I, I was. I, what, I know what you were thinking. What I was thinking is thinking, I'm running up and destroying the, you the were objectives. Thinking, yeah, you were thinking exactly what I was thinking. Which is we're just going to get into it and yeah. just just pound each other. Well, yeah, we're just going to get into it. So might as well. Yeah, uh, be right well, there. Yeah, but you know, if you have a tank with range, then, utilize the range. Yeah, utilize the range. So that was, that was my mistake. So I lost it. My my first turn, combination of um, Pask and his Punisher, the Hellhound, which I love my Hellhound. Hellhound just always does good oh. work. And then the plasma ended up uh, taking out a unit of your destroyers and then putting a couple of wounds. Um, actually ended up killing, I think, um, four or five destroyers in that in that round. You know, yeah, you did. You you immediately went for the destroyers, which was a smart move. Because right. They were horrifying. Right. Um, yeah, they, I think they they and they go down pretty quick to guard coordinated guard fire. Right. Uh, despite their toughness. So uh I was that using was a, a lot of mortars in this in this game, thinking yeah. you were going to have more troops choices. That instead yes. of, instead of big tough guys like like you had like the robots and your characters, I was thinking you were going to send send in vanguard because you typically send in vanguard. So I thought having yeah. mortars which have a nice long range and are you know strength four, yeah. you know with d six number of shots, I thought I had a decent amount of, of firepower against. You know what were typically less than MEQ equivalents. Now right? this this game, I was really paranoid about armor was the thing because uh-huh. I was like, oh, Imperial Guard. They hit, I need to take out their armor choice. I need to take out their armor choices quick because otherwise, otherwise they'll kill me. Uh, so th- I guess that was just how my thinking was going for that list. Well, it worked because <laughs> my my mortars were bouncing off of everything. That being said, uh, you made. Crazy saving throws this game. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, my saving throws got ridiculous at certain points. It was just like, nor normally even with the high tough, even with high toughness, good armor save models, eventually, just given sheer weight of fire and sheer probability, I'll start failing. But not, not this game. Not this, not game. this game. Not this game. I mean, like I did eventually, but it it took it took a while. It took a long while, and by the time they died, they had very much. By the time a model died, they had made up for they had made up for their loss. Yeah, they they, they had wrecked um, my side way more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell tell us about your turn two. My turn two, I do what I did before. I advance, and then I killed your plasma cutioner. Yep. Just again, target destroy, target destroy. So so there you go. Two of my tanks gone in two, your tanks. two consecutive turns. I ended up killing the rest of your destroyers 
and putting some wounds on the robot only yes. to have you heal the robot yep. with your tech priest call and the twist. Yep, and the twist. So um, so the, let's talk about the robots for a second because they're toughness six, mm-hmm. three wounds each. No, no, wait, six, six wounds, wounds each. Six, six wounds each. each. And, uh, and uh, they have a... Well, they normally have a four-up save. They have a three-up save normally. Oh, three-up save. A three up oh, right. But you, three they have armor a three-up armor save and a, and a five-up invuln save is their base. And then you have an Aegis protocol, which turns it into a two-up save. Yeah, it gives them it put. Yeah, it gives plus one to their saves. And um, then you had you your canicles was constantly um, shroud song. Shroud song, which gives you it, it, the whole army is, is like walking in cover. Yes, basically with the um, Mars with the Mars proto with the uh, Mars rules. You get to roll twice on your canicles. If you decide to, you can, you can, you have two options with canicles. You can either choose which canicle you want, but you never get to choose it again uh, in the game, or you roll randomly. With Mars, you get to roll twice. And with Call, you get to add, or you had to get to add or subtract one to those rolls. Um, so in combination, you guarantee pretty much every turn, you're, you're generally going to get the one you want. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to get to keep picking the one you want over and over and over again. Right. You get to pick two. Um, yeah, so I just kept reliably getting Shroud Psalm over and over and over again, which negated like most minus one, minus one AP value uh, weaponry. It severely debilitated your ability to get through any of my armor. Uh, completely, completely. It was tough. Guard shooting got much, much worse. Um, yes, in, in this case, and with <laughs> strength three las guns for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, it didn't do a lot. My turn, my turn two, uh, oh, sorry, my turn three. Yeah. I think we're at turn three now. Turn three, um, I ended up, no, I couldn't, I, I think I just kept pinging away at, at your robots. But, I, ended but, up, I ended up killing, oh, the, the uh, my Tempestus Scions yes. came, came in. They actually came in in your backfield. Yes. And they were able to take an objective. They put a, a couple of wounds on your Onager Dune Crawler or something. Yeah. Which you quickly repaired. I quickly, yes. <laughs> that's a narrative. That's the story, the theme of the whole battle. That's a constant thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, but they were able to actually take an objective and destroy it. Right. But yeah. in the following turn. In the following turn, I counter-deployed my uh, infiltrators because I figured your your back line is way too dense for me, for my infiltrators to yeah. get through at this point. I, I figured that it, like after maybe a distraction from the encroaching mass of firepower, maybe they could move in when it's sort of coordinated assault. But at that point, I don't think there was a viable option for them to just go charging headfirst into your wyvern. Um, so I figured ah, I'll, I'll, I'll kill the thing that's in my back line. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I made fun of your strength three oh, fl- yeah. flish shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going, fli, fli, fli. Yes. That's the sound the flechette guns make when they hit um, carapace armor. Uh, But it turns out when you you have 25 shots. shots. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of fli fli fli. Yeah, especially 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 when the strength the strength free suddenly looks a lot more impressive when you're toughness three. Yeah, that's true. Then all you need is a four. So yeah, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, uh, the science went. When the scions do what yeah. scions do, they go in blasting, they capture an objective, and then they die gloriously. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, they fulfilled pretty much. So, the for purpose. the longest time, the only point scored in the game was 
as it, a result of the science. It wasn't. Death. It wasn't even like a point. It was like this. Yeah, it was one third of, of the, necessary the, the, the necessary condition to win. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even a point. Yeah, it wasn't even a point. It was just like I one of three objectives were taken, and then that was that was it. it. But you hadn't taken because all mine were like I had tanks and and you had so tons of stuff. bodies sitting yeah. on all mine on all yours. Yeah, that was unlikely you were going to get all of them. Yeah. So um, so I kept I kept firing. I got to say, normally the wyvern does pretty good work. Mm-hmm. Um, even against like Marines, but, um, with, with shrouds on and the fact that you were just making saves left and right, I just didn't do much damage to, to you, no. you know, I ended up killing your Rangers that were, you know, yes. hold up, you know, pinging, pinging at me with your arquebuses. Yeah. Ended up killing them, but against the robots, against the tech priest, against call, they did nothing. The wyvern did nothing. And even my basilisk that, you know, it's got that giant earth shaker cannons, like strength nine just just either either um i i wouldn't get enough wounds or you would just make your saves i think though on this turn you did kill one of my robots i yeah turn turn four i think turn four i think i think we were jumping ahead okay turn sorry turn three i think turn three i i did i did kill one of your robots and that gave me hope yes and it, it was and it was the basilisk that finally killed it it was a basilisk, and I think Pask had something to do with it. Did he? Yeah, it was a combination. A combination. Yeah, yeah. because you had a you had your stupid two, two up save. Yeah. Yeah, two uh, up against against Pask, and then and you, you and had then the four up and against then you the, was, uh, and then you the was assaulted. Well, yeah, then then Pask. Well, I used a, I used a stratagem that allows your vehicles to um to uh, charge. Yeah. And then uh, when they charge and they assaulted, um, they were hitting on a two up. Yes. And I thought I could eliminate the robot with with that. You thought you could, okay. Yeah. Uh, you didn't. I, did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, it did, though it did, it did effectively neutralize that both. Both that, robots couldn't, yeah. Both they, the robot and could, I think the Dominus was involved in that. Was it the Dominus? Well, I multi-charged so that, so that it was your tech priest and your robots were charged by Pask in the tank. Yeah. And so for a turn, they couldn't shoot. Yeah. For a turn, they couldn't they shoot. They had to back off. Um, yeah, this was this was a bit of irritation. I believe at this point, I um, my neutron laser didn't have a good angle on, or wasn't close enough to pass to count as being able to hit him because he was a character. So I had to hit it something else. And right. I ended though I ended up with the neutron laser. I think I killed your um, your one of your vehicles. Um, hellhound. Hellhound. That yeah, hellhound. hellhound. Yeah. Um, I think that was, but that was. A pretty lucky shot, I believe. I think I got like a D6 with like two die or something. Like I got 12 damage or something ridiculous. Yeah, some something dumb. Something just immediately killed it. Something yeah. dumb and big. Um, yeah, that was the story of the game too. I had, I had, I had some pretty spectacular rolls. Um, I, I had very mediocre rolls. But I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming me. You. It, this this game was one on the list building. I built a list for a different type of mechanicus army. You built yours to hunt tanks. Yes, because well, I think if you're fighting guard, yeah, you have to kill the tanks. Yeah, you. Ha- I mean, unless unless Strength. you're fighting, unless you're fighting one of those big like ridiculous ground control armies where like their deployment zone is nothing but dudes, um, they're gonna be bringing tanks. But you, but you know that's not that's. Not I know the way that, I, and I know that's, that's not, not the way play. I play guard. I know you, you were play. surprised when I took five infantry squads. That's what I was. So yeah, because I was like, that's a lot of infantry for. Uh, and I thought that you know them armed with all these mortars was yeah. gonna do something, but it turns out no. No, it was um, 
the the always the main threat with guard is the tanks. Yeah. And so I knew I had to kill those as quickly and efficiently as possible because that was going to be your main source of damage output. Yep. Um, and that's what uh, that this mechanicus is really great at just target like target selection. Yep. They're just really great at just looking at a thing and deleting it. Right. right. Um. I was having it though, though I had difficulties with Pask because of that charge, and he was—I just wasn't rolling good against Pask. No, you weren't really doing any damage. In fact, he was—he was pretty much. He had maybe one wound on him. Yeah, you were unable to really do much against him for a long time. You couldn't target him because I had other things in front of him, and he is a character. Yeah, but um, honestly, it's still a toughness eight, you know, tank. So it was tough to get through the armor. Yeah, the toughness eight was the was a real kicker. Yeah, um, and and your your heavy tank hunting units i had whittled down at this point you know all your destroyers all your destroyers were gone one of your robots was gone you know eventually the other one went down yeah yeah but you still had your neutron laser and my neutron laser well because my neutron laser you weren't firing at it too much no i killed i killed the cognis the iron strider yeah uh, you, you killed i killed it off fairly time. early on um i i don't know why i didn't focus fire on that on the neutron laser it actually ended up doing some good work for you yeah i i think because initially it wasn't you rolled doing, really well with it yeah well I, I think initially it wasn't doing as much i think it was rolling like one one die or like one shot a turn yeah and that well that didn't seem particularly threatening but once we got to later game when you didn't have as much that was sort of when we both didn't have nearly the amount of models that became sort of a more vital yeah uh unit and then it ended up killing uh, your basilisk yep. in like this protracted one-on-one gunfight. Yeah, basil- yeah, basilisk versus neutron laser. Yeah, they were just yeah. staring each other down because he didn't because he wasn't at range to kill Pask at that point. Yeah, um, Call and the Dominus ended up in a protracted fight. And yeah, it, that was a character fight. That was a character battle. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, it was Pask versus uh, Pass versus Call. Pass versus Call. Yeah. I didn't even think about that at the moment. Yeah, guess who wins? You'd be surprised. Um, yeah, eventually call. Eventually call on the Dominus. And I'll tell you why. And because of his healing ability. Yeah. Well, he, Every time Pass would put damage on him, um, call would just, you know, in the next turn, through a combination of the restoratives yeah. and his natural healing abilities, he would just be back up to full health. He would just be back up to full health. And then, so, and, and Pass, you can't do that. I, the most I could do was D3, you know. So anyway, it was, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was inevitable. It was inevitable. It was whittling he, down Pask. You were just whittling him with the, the, uh, solar atomizer, the yeah. eradication ray, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the scourge, the arc scourge. Right. Yeah. The, he eventually whittled him down and killed him. Um, I think another big factor in the game was the time element. Yeah. We were, we were running out of time. I mean, we, I mean, we, we, it was like nine o'clock and it's like, Okay, it's time to wrap it up. And, yeah, and so I think I think we basically set a, a, a an hourly time. We basically said, okay, at nine o'clock, that's it. We're so calling it. I, at that point, um, it was like uh, I think it, we'd gone. We had done five turns. Um, we played for a long time, yeah. and um, we left it where even though I had taken one objective, you had a call and you had I'd your call. tech priest and you had your neutron laser, and all I had was guardsman i think i had one last cannon and the wyvern you i think you had two you had no you had one squad of did did you have one squad of guardsmen left i I had two squad two squads of 
no, okay. So I had one full squad of guardsmen yeah. left. And then I think I had part of a squad. I had a heavy weapons team of with mortars. Yeah. And I think I had one last cannon still available to me. And then I had the wyvern. And that's all I had on my side. Yes. And, you, um, and it was called the tech priest and a neutron laser coming and, at me. And two infiltrators. My infiltrators oh, right. in the meantime, <laughs> they after had, they had killed the, uh, so, after they had killed the science, they had ran, they had run up right. uh, towards your line uh, alongside, alongside the, the assault from the bigger mob, right. shooting mob. Um, and had managed to bait, they killed like a, the entire squad of, uh, infantry they needed to kill an entire guardsman squad yeah like outright you would whittle them down to two at a certain point with just fire from i think guardsmen and mate did you fire i think you fired the wyvern at them as well i'm sure i did um and i'm sure you made your saves and i i made enough saves <laughs> to where they were still around yeah. uh, and they hadn't run yeah uh, so at, at that point we called it and um while i was technically winning it was very likely that if the game were to continue um, for you, the infinite time yeah, allowed. The, right. It was likely that your army was going to eventually just sweep through and, and actually destroy my objective markers. So technically a tie, but clearly you had the momentum. I that, had the moral victory. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it was technically a draw because neither one of us achieved our objectives. I feel like, I feel like that's all. I had more achieved my objectives. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> but there you go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. So it ends on a draw, kind of. Um, <laughs> fun game because I got to see how tough mechanics this can be, um, which is surprisingly so. I know normally the robots are tough, but they were incredibly tough when you added additional like healing abilities in the army. Yeah. And that just made it impossible to take down these stupid robots. So they were just the thorn in my side the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was your takeaway from for 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 you in this game? I mean, I, I mean, it was also it was it was toughness for certainly. Yeah. Um, it was sort of an absurd Necron levels of toughness you don't often see. It was also just emphasizing target selection. It yep. was just emphasizing if you if you know what's vital to the opponent's army, no reason not to kill it and kill it quickly. There you go. Um, yeah. Concentrate your fire and it'll blow up in time. Okay. Well, I think we're running out of time. Literally, we're running out of time. So yep. I think it's time to call it. That was, a, that was a fun game. If you want to reach us, you can always reach us at the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com. Um, we will post photos of this battle report on our Facebook page, as well as some pictures of Chinese Warhammer packaging. <laughs> Boy, that's exciting. <laughs> great time <laughs> great times to visit great time to visit us at our facebook page okay with that uh i'm george and i'm alec and we play 40k we'll see you guys soon <laughs>